0: Hey guys, Joe here with ECRM at our Innovative Tech Program in Chicago, and I'm here with Mark Evans from the Sasha Group. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me, Joe. So Mark gave a great presentation here on marketing for 2020 and beyond, and we're going to talk about some of the takeaways from that presentation, but in the context of founder led brands who have a limited budget to work with, uh, and we're gonna give some, some uh, overview of different themes that they should be addressing, and as well as get into some of the practical uh, in the dirt stuff. So, uh, I guess to, to start off, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the principles that, you know, around uh, uh, marketing? You, know, you, you talked about a human-centered approach. Uh, uh, can you l- elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really key. To not overcomplicate marketing. Mm-hmm. I think too often times we, we do. It's about boiling it down to some pretty basic elements. And so it's really understanding who you are as a brand, understanding your audience, and understanding kind of the context of what's going on in culture. So, you know, being able to first kind of take a human centric approach to it, you know, understand what's the best way to be able to connect with audiences, being able to understand languages, understand kind of what's going on in their world, mm-hmm. and be able to do it in something that's not kind of tone deaf. Um, being able to really understand kind of the a culture of what's going on you know whether it's trends uh, whether you know things going on in the news but being aware of what their world looks like and having empathy for what's going on or what sort of uh, experiences they're going through so very fundamental basic things that you know we often I think know as human beings but often forget as marketers
0: gotcha so like now in the context of coronavirus obviously you don't want to you know take advantage of that to, to, you know, boost your exposure. But if you have something that's relevant in the context, if you have a healthcare p- products or yeah. something that's relevant, you can, you know, now's the time to kind of Absolutely. focus up. Yeah, certainly. Gotcha. And, and, and also human-centered. I mean, we're all people when it comes out. We're doing business with people, not companies. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people get torn between. It's like, okay, well, we got a company account and we've got a, my account. And which one should I use? And I think it should be both, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, certainly you have you know, the, the brand uh, being able to kind of put out and tell that story. But I think as whether employees or, or people that just really identify with, with a brand, being able to put out the lens of, of their story through the, about that brand, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to say why something's important to them that a, a brand or company is doing or why they love, you know, a product. Um, that's, when you look at, like, really strong brands, they have really strong communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because they've been able to connect with them and, and be able to bring to life their story through their own lens.
0: And if it's a founder-led brand, with an interesting origin story, I mean that, yeah, they should be putting it out. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, so now we're gonna get into some practical things on how to get this done, and there's a lot of, you know, the, one reason that I love having such groups speak is that their customers are our customers. They work with a lot of emerging brands just like we do, so they know how to speak their language, and one thing that I'm seeing a lot of with our customers is, oh well, you know what, I'm so busy, and it's hard to make time to get in the content game and and I think they don't realize how much content assets they actually have within themselves and their organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you seeing a lot of that with the brands you work with? Absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. I mean I think one, they often underestimate what they have within their own with their own disposal. But two, and I think the most important thing is, make time, yep. make time <laughs> to do this. It's important, it, yeah. it's really important. I think being able to one, understand what you have <laughs> and then be able to start getting out and, and pushing that content out and really being able to see how the market reacts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think oftentimes we're too hard on our own selves subjectively. Yeah. Um, when you put content out there, let the data decide of, of, of mm-hmm. what's working and what's not working. Really start being able to feel out where your brand can play and where you know it can't play. Um, and then being able to start kind of double downing in areas where you're successful um, and potentially you know continue to test and understand of, of new territories to be able to go after. But it really is... You know making the time to be able to do it it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight mm-hmm. it's about this long game of repetition and being able to build a cadence in order for you to be able to you know establish you know a brand establish a following and, and connecting with your audiences
0: one thing I recommended um, to a couple of brands is scheduling their content the way they would schedule a yeah you know it. it's part of your business development efforts So one hour a day, if you have one hour a week, still one hour consistent and just put it on the schedule as if it was a sales call Mm -hmm. and then just get it done. And, you know, the other thing, when it comes to just getting it done, a lot of people worry. I mean, sure, you want quality content, but I think they mistake quality for being like Hollywood broadcast quality versus delivering value Mm -hmm. and that holds them back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think done is better than perfect if perfect means, you know, they're gonna be working on it forever. Mm-hmm. So one example I give is, okay, rather than taking 30 days to make that one perfect video, do one video a day and improve each one, and then by the time you get to number 30, it'll be just as good, but you'll have 29 others and, floating around. And the crazy thing is,
1: think about how many opportunities you've missed out on yeah over the fact that you haven't put anything into market over that time period. Hmm. You know, you never know. I mean, the world's a really interesting place and you never know. And I think being able to get content out there, being able to, you know, the insights are, are, are tidbits that come about from you know people reacting to content or things going down a different way than you uh, you planned you know staying out of the market is like sitting on the bench yes you know yeah. like you can't you can't go out there and and, and score if you're sitting on the bench and nope. so it's imperative to be able to get content out there get those reps um, and the thing is too even with like founder level you know I, I often say to them it's like just go out and even comment on, on posts, uh, whether it's an influencer's post or someone within your community, just being able to get your, your, your name and identity out there. Like it's not even about producing content, just being able to get there and to your point, bringing some value to a community and being seen as a, as a thought leader and someone who understands a, a certain discipline.
0: That's a great point. They don't think of commenting on somebody else's post as content, but it yeah. really is. It really is and it has the same effect. It's getting you out there. It's, you know, I, I always see that, you know, whenever I'm commenting on other people's content, I'll get a lot more reactions. I'll get more followers coming in from that.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: uh, and again, it takes time. But you know what? You're lying in bed before you go, before you go to sleep. <laughs> just go on there for, you know, I yeah. use my downtime and then I'll just go. And, and, but besides, the other thing is, and Gary talks about this all the time, I learned so much from reading other people's comments uh-huh. and there's gold mine in there, you just have to take the time and do it. But it's no different than if you're here at a networking function. You're at a dinner, you bounce from one group to another, you have conversations. Yeah. Same thing, but it's online. Mm-hmm. So so you now we'll get you know, as far as the content itself, now here at ECRM we don't have a big, you know, content budget. I don't have any budget. <laughs> it's just me. I have to put all these things together and sure we have help from the, the marketing team but you know we we're very limited in our resources but you know we've managed to find ways of band-aiding stuff together and a lot of that has come from you know following you guys and Gary uh, V's content and his advice on how to do this. So the principle talk about the principle of hero content because that's what we we use that a lot.
1: Yeah absolutely I think when you talk to someone and talking about creating content, it's a very daunting task. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't have time for this. The big thing is that you often think about, oh, I need to create new ideas every day. It's not necessarily the case. It's about being able to understand you know, other opportunities or events where you can be able to capture something that's a, ideally a long form piece of content, mm-hmm. and that could be anything from five, 10, 15, 30 minutes long. And then being able to publish that piece of long form content on like a YouTube, but then also look at like, how can we be able to edit it down, um, you know, a bunch of segments from it that can be able to live on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and then you know, furthermore, are there you know, memes, GIFs, mm-hmm. you know, you know, even taking that, that, that uh, video and turning it into an audio file. But all of a sudden you have this whole quiver of assets from one simple, you know, piece of content. And that allows you to be able to have, you know, content you can use throughout a certain time period, but also revisit. And that's one of the big things also is like, people build all this content and they feel like, once they put it out once, it's done. And it's like, no, my friend, majority of people probably have not seen this. Unless you're spending extraordinary marketing, you know, media budgets, most people haven't seen it. So you can be able to revisit a lot of this content, and and more importantly, revisit the content that's done well for you, Mm -hmm. um, and not walk away from it. And you start really being able to build the stockpile of of, of assets so that you're not continually always having to create new stuff. You can be able to take insight from what really worked well and be able to edit it differently, or be able to actually then go down the path of creating something new uh, for your audience based upon that
0: type of idea. And to that point, some people think they worry about overposting content. And what I tell them is it's impossible to overpost because, one, the algorithms favor the viewer, not the poster. So they're only going to get a fraction of what you send. And the people who like your content and engage with it, they're going to see more of it, which is a good thing. And then the people who don't are going to see less of it. And because the algorithms want to keep the viewer on there, and they're not going to put crap in front of them if they don't want to see it. So I always tell them, keep posting. You know, over time, the people who want to see it are the ones who are going to see it.
1: Well, it's also, it's like, how do you get to top of feed? So mm. when you think, when you open up that app and being able to have you know, your post be top of feed, that comes back to just being able to take a lot of swings of that bat again and being able to have content out there and being able to hopefully have one or two that hit, you know, if you're thinking about an organic environment yes. versus a paid environment.
0: And, and uh, from the, to give you an example, a real life example, what Mark was just talking about here at ECRM, what we do is our hero content, our pillar content are the video interviews like I'm doing right now. So. Well, actually, we'll use this as an example. So I'm interviewing Mark, and we're gonna, I'm going to take the full video, uh, post it on LinkedIn, post it on YouTube. I'm going to pull some diamonds from his conversation. There's going to be a lot of these. Yes, little snippets, <laughs> and then they're going to go on Instagram and on Twitter. And some of our guys, some of our uh, marketing team will take some screenshots and maybe put some quotes and, again, post that around. So already, it's almost a dozen or more pieces of content. Then when I get back from uh, this program and I'm home, I'll take his video and some other videos that I've done, uh, interviews I've done, transcribe them, look at the text and turn that into a blog post or two, which again is gonna be shared with links to all of the other, you know. So it's just, just from this one thing, we're getting a ton of content and that's something that anybody can do absolutely and it's i'm only using my you can't see it but i'm using my <laughs> iphone with a condenser mic that's it oh and by the way i'm going to rip the audio from this and put it on our podcast platform which again use it, i'm using free tools i'm using a video converter i found on the app store and the anchor app and there's my podcast and we already have 35 up there and we just launched it a month and a half ago so there's no excuses for anybody no. that says, "Well, I can't get into the content game." The only thing they need is time. Mm-hmm. So, so any uh, uh, final uh, recommendations or takeaways that you'd like to leave everybody with?
1: You know, I think it's it's important, you know, to, to understand where your audience is spending time. Mm-hmm. So really being able there, there's tremendous amount of digital platforms out there being able to really understand where your audience is spending time be able to understand what sort of those out of those platforms what are the best ones for you to be able to connect with those audiences uh to really move against your, your objectives you know and that, the fantastic thing is you know we live in a very measurable world now uh, so you can be able to really see effectiveness but really understanding where they are Understanding what sort of platforms you can be able to connect with them, and then being able to start kind of building that brand and being able to test ways to be able to connect with them, and continuing refining and maintaining a positive attitude throughout mm-hmm. the whole time period and, because and it's, it,
0: it's a long-term game too. It's, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: not going to happen overnight, and it, it's certainly something like you can't get dissuaded when it's a, a week has gone by and you're only getting you know, mm-hmm. three likes on a post. Yeah. You know, or something like that. You know, it, it's. The the long term of being able to build up those experiences and and being able to hopefully connect with audiences and being able to tell your story will have impact. It will kind of drive your business forward, Um, but it really comes back down to that commitment
0: level. And and it's something we're experiencing ourselves. Um, We're seeing like last week or two weeks ago, I was in Vegas and I have all these people coming up to me to say hello, thanking us for our content. And when I go to connect with them, they're not even first-degree connections on LinkedIn. <laughs> so the stuff's floating around, it bounces around, and, but, but, you know, it's because we've been doing it consistently for the past couple of years, yep. and over time it builds up, you know, not only you're delivering the value, but that trust, because they're seeing us consistently, mm-hmm. so, so remember, it's a long-term game, and uh, just be consistent, make the time, and, uh, and, and, it will, and, you know, use the feedback that you're getting from the market itself, uh, to determine which content works, which doesn't. So, again, thank you for your insights. Uh, Sasha Group, SashaGroup.com, uh, or is it The, the, the Sasha the group, group? The Sasha Group.com. And thanks again for everything. Thank you. Yeah.